Welcome back to Into the Unknown, episode 37. In today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about habit formation uh, and essentially how to set goals and, and how to stick to them. Hopefully you enjoyed episode 36. If you haven't, that's on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, all of the above. Um, so sit back and tune in to the unknown. Welcome to the Into the Unknown podcast, the show that dives into all things fitness, politics, mindset, current affairs, sports, and everything in between. With a generous sprinkling of humour, at least on my part, and pop culture, I'm Connor Campbell. And I'm Yushan Sue. So without further ado, plug in, sit back, and enjoy being taken into the unknown. Hello, sir. Welcome back to another episode. How are you doing? We're back. Oh, we've, we've started. We've started. <laughs> straight in, mate. No straight kissing, in straight it. in. I was... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that was last night. That was last night. But <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. On that note, let's begin the episode. Um, no, no, I'm good. I've. Uh, it's been a busy week. Mm. Um, well, busy in general, like with the new job and everything. Covered it a little bit last episode, but yeah, yeah it's, I'm still still adjusting. But you know, actually, there's such a great team here in such a good environment that I don't really. And obviously, I'm doing what I want to do and do what I love, so it's all good. How yeah. are you? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Finally, um, working at a gym out in New York, which is good stuff. Um, for, uh, actually, going over there after this, which is cool. Um, it's JDI Barbell, if those that don't know, if those that listen. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, – and I actually, funny enough, I ordered a tripod and, like, a wireless microphone today because I want to start doing some more content for Instagram and so on and so forth. And so I, mean, I, I was figured... going to say, in other news, you've become an Instagram influencer, haven't you? No, I haven't. I'm trying. <laughs> doing I'm trying. An unpacking. <laughs> this is this is all in the hope that A7 gives me free stuff, but no. Um, yeah. They're, honestly, though, I bought their shorts and I was like, these are incredible, super comfortable. This is not a plug for yeah. A7, by the way. Um, this but... is fully a plug for A7. <laughs> Don't is, even yeah. pretend like A7, if you're listening, this is a plug and Kona would like if. some free stuff. Big if. Um, yes. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's um, in the hope of being an influencer, but basically the aim is one of my one of my habits or or at least goals for this year, which I want to try and turn into a habit, is to just regularly kind of post slightly more. Um, you, not not necessarily that our our stuff on Instagram isn't useless, but I want to do a few more little bits like SNC for equestrian and and so on and so forth. And for me, the the hardest thing um is filming the content uh but actually like having the simplest way to put this is having the cojones to put it out there in the world because contrary to popular belief a lot of my friends like i'm massively extroverted with people that i'm comfortable with and i'm sure you can agree um yeah you're a loud for, guy i am a loud guy but for people that i don't know i'm quite shy and especially with, you know, sharing this kind of information, 
I'm usually quite reserved. Um, and so I thought as a goal this year, the goal was to kind of up the level of content that I bring to the channel and also to anchor uh, to our podcast. And so, yeah, I'm trying to make it a habit. And for me, the easiest way to make something a habit is um, make it, make the incentive or not necessarily incentive, but basically buy something that's going to force me to do it. Um, you know, so I'm trying to level up my content. So I've gone out and bought a wireless mic and uh, a tripod, which is going to force me into that, um, the idea of, of actually forming that habit. So why do you, I, that's interesting. Why do you think that is? Because do you think it's because you've like physically spent money on it and you feel like now you have to make that worthwhile i'm just interested to know like why going yeah. out and buying something or, or you know going out and and paying for something helps you form habits yeah um yeah i mean it's interesting because i used to be you know and i still do set goals like i used to set a specific goal create a plan that was like cue based um, kind of make it fun to repeat and then also somewhat make it flexible, which, you know, I guess is, is sort of the, the steps in, in sort of having a goal. But for me, the biggest thing was when I read a book by James Clear last year uh, called Atomic Habits. And a lot of the, is it? Is that, <laughs> yeah. Called Atomic Habits. You can't um, see it. And it really changed the way that I thought about how I set goals because it wasn't necessarily about achieving a goal. It was more about creating a system whereby it was almost impossible to not achieve that goal. Mm. Um, you yeah. know, and I'm not saying like I'll snatch 150 and then like whatever, whatever. I'm saying manageable goals. Um, but the first thing that he talks about in the idea of setting goals or at least having habits is he talks about cues. Um and I think this really, for me, is the biggest thing is that I need something like a bit of information that's going to essentially predict my reward or predict what my goal is going to be. So mm. if I were to just say, um, OK, I'm going to go and do some content. Great. That's the goal that I have. But now, because I've essentially forced myself to spend money on that goal. I've given myself the cue to go, right, well, now you have to go actually back it up and do it. Um, yeah. And yeah. And I think he talks about something that it was back in like prehistoric days or back, you know, when it was our ancestors and something and, you know, things like they needed food and water, simple as that. And that was the cue was they needed food and water to, to survive. Mm. And then they realized that if they got the food and water, then they would obviously live um and that yeah there so i think for me in terms of that habit loop which I, i'm sure we're kind of covering now in a roundabout way uh is um my first step i said to someone the other day actually one of my weightlifters she was looking at getting into journaling um after one of our episodes and she said what's, Legend. what's the biggest kind of tip that you could give me to get into journaling. Uh, and I said, I can give you a few. The first one um, is just start, which I know people, are, it's kind of cliche, right? When you say, oh, 
I'll do it. Why? It's that famous saying where it's like, why put off today what you could be doing tomorrow or something like that? I don't know the exact cue, um, quote, but yeah, essentially it's I don't like, think that was right. I don't think it was either. <laughs> why put off tomorrow what you could do today? That's what it was. Um, mm. Anyway, so yeah, I just said like, honestly, the easiest thing to do is start and if you don't know what you're writing about, don't worry, because the more you practice, the better you get and the more kind of ideas flow. The second thing is have some prompts. So have an idea of what you actually want to write about. Right. So the three top ones for me are what did you do well today? What did you do badly? And what can you do better? That's usually and that's also what I put in my weekly check ins when I'm you know, with, with you guys, which is it, what I've started to do this year you have you have exactly <laughs> you know uh, because they're super simple prompts and they don't work for everybody but for the vast majority of people it gets you to focus on the positives and then focus on not necessarily the negatives but the things that didn't go so well which is just as important as the positives because you need negatives to be able to continue to improve and then the third thing is right okay here's my negatives how do i how do i improve that uh, and then the third thing was buy a nice journal. I'm not just talking like a shitty A4 piece of paper. I'm talking like a 15, 20 pound journal from Paper Chase or wherever the hell you go and a nice pen. Because it's, if, right. you, if there's a monetary incentive for you to use that journal, you're more likely to use it. So you've... Um, I, I feel like that works for some people more than others because... Equally, I know people who have bought, like I know someone who wanted to get into tennis and went out and bought like the nicest tennis gear, all the <laughs> shoes and outfits yeah. and a really nice racket and a, a big, you know, a big fancy tennis bag. Yeah. Never opened the bag. Really? Um, but I suppose that's a different, that's, you know, that also relates to how much you value the money you spend and that sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But for me, that works really well. It's having that incentive of, um, and it doesn't work, you know, it doesn't work with everything. Like, I'm not going to be like, I want to learn how to drive, but you don't do it. So you just go and fucking buy a car. <laughs> like, there's obviously a few things where it wouldn't work, but for the vast That's majority of things, at least for me, <laughs> it would work. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, and again, like it, it worked really well for me when I set the goal of reading more. The first thing that I did was go and spend a hundred quid on books. Mm. Like that might seem like a lot, but it forced my hand. You know, it was basically like saying, well, the, the ball's in your court now, buddy. Like you've just spent a hundred quid. You might as well actually read these books. Yeah. Um, and, and it's that sort of that first step um to to committing to that habit or that goal which i yeah, find yeah. is generally the hardest um give or take some people tend to like relapse halfway through you know like jan um what's the word like new joiners in january right they get halfway through the month and then they kind of they sort of just like give up because they don't know where the end goal is and they don't have that guidance um yeah 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 i think but, that is that is a big part of it actually what what you mentioned knowing 
the end goal or, or having an idea of uh, end goal in the sense of like at least why you want to form this habit and I'm really happy we're talking about this actually and, and I'm surprised kind of that we've not had this topic before because it's such a big part of well what we do in in sports but also just I, I think everything in life like you know with um exercise going to the gym in order to get anything out of it like you have to be consistent and you have to make it a habit to go to the gym to to do exercise and the same with what you eat you know the same with and and in our sports be it weightlifting or or riding um you know training different things that we do in training that might maybe be a little bit more difficult or things that we don't always enjoy like you still have to be consistent in order to to achieve those things and there's a really good book that i read actually called the power of habit i don't know if you've read that is that Mark um, Manson? No, it's, no, it's uh, Charles Duhigg. Oh, I've never heard that. The power of yeah, habit. and um, he basically uses a bunch of bunch of examples um, of people from like Michael Phelps to Martin Luther King Jr. to you know like CEO of Starbucks, like loads of different you know successful, high achieving people, and broke it all down, and it basically came down to the case he made was everything we do and everything like all success comes from good habits and so i think a really big part of forming a habit and 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 sticking to a habit is knowing why you're doing it yeah for sure you know like why why am i going to the gym whatever like two times a week three times a week like how how is it benefiting me like why do i want this mm. you know why am i waking up at seven to like ride yeah. eight horses um the bigger you know, picture uh, why am i and, and i think a lot of a lot of these habits that we want and we know are good for us it's still at least in the beginning easier not to do them than to do them if that makes sense yeah absolutely um and a really good example for me is like stretching. Um, and that's, you know, for us as people who do sports, or anyone who does any form of exercise or goes to the gym or anyone who doesn't, you know, you know, like it's just generally a good practice and it's good for your body. There's a lot to show that it's good for you mentally as well, like all those things. But to block out like 20, 30 minutes in the evening to do a bit of stretching, even though you know full well that it's good for you like it's still much easier not to do it than to do it and i know con like you <laughs> you're probably guilty of this like you can be stretching more than you do absolutely that's why i'm smiling <laughs> um, 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 yeah but for me like you know understanding why we do it why are we stretching right like yeah for recovery is it you know make us make us more sustainable as bodies like we recover faster from our training like blah 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 and also a big part of like a big sort of turning point for me was realizing or at least like understanding that habits 
take long to to -hmm. stick you know like you have to know and expect that when you first start doing something it's not going to be easy to do yeah like a habit isn't going to be easy to form like in the beginning and it'll it might take days or weeks or months before you actually get into a habit of doing Mm -hmm. something and you know to the point where and i think crucial like the best place to be is when you get to a point where it's actually easier to do that thing than to not yeah you know what i mean like so for me like it feels it feels weird now to like right it could be anything like feels weird now to not go to the gym a couple times a week feels weird to not ride it feels weird to like lie in every day instead of get up at seven and it feels weird to like eat out every day and eat junk food and i don't like that feeling but that's through i guess a period of time of forming those habits yeah for sure to the point where it feels better to do those habits than to not yeah i agree um yeah it's i think it's funny that you say that because honestly i think that's one of the most that's one of the simplest things that people forget is that yes obviously people and and james clear is very you know um clear on this i didn't i didn't even (laughs) mean to uh (laughs) but um you know the four things that he says is you should make it obvious you should make it attractive you should make it easy and you should make it satisfying right but sometimes habits that you have aren't going to be attractive and they aren't going to be easy at least in the long run right but this kind of this kind of idea that like if you just keep putting it off it's going to get harder actually it's not because if you never start it in the first place it doesn't doesn't make a difference so really what mm. i think what you're trying to get at as well at least my understanding of what you were saying is that actually what's really important is just deciding why you want to do that and we covered that in the last episode a little bit you know is you have yeah. to yeah. ultimately have a why behind what you are deciding to do regardless of whether you have as James Clear puts it, the four habits, cue, craving, response, reward. Before all of that, you need to figure out why you've decided to make this change and how it's going to impact your life, either positively or negatively, you know, because some people create habits negatively, right? It's, and think about how that happens. It happens over time, very, very small. You have one cigarette a week and then in five years time, you're having five a day. Um, you know, it starts off really small. Um, yeah, so so that's kind of what I got from, from what you, what you were saying. And, and it's such an important, um, aspect that people miss, uh, is, is find the why into, you know, I guess what you've decided to change and why you've decided to change it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, go on. Sorry, I, I mean, I was just uh, thinking like that's probably still not enough. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a good starting point. It's a good way to get you motivated and pumped to to start doing what you want to do. Because you know, like, um, you know, I I I I'd be like, uh, I I I need to, 
I, I know I need to, well, I, I don't need to, but like, I know that it would benefit me mentally, like at a time when I'm feeling quite stressed and a little bit anxious about things. Um, like I know that things like journaling is good. Things like meditating is good. Things like all the breathing exercises, things like that. Like all of these things I know, like are in my toolbox that can help me. And I know that I want to get into those things because I want to be less stressed. I want to be less anxious. I want to feel better. I want to feel happier, blah, blah, blah. But it's still a lot of effort, you know, like to, at the end of the day, sit down and write in the journal or at the, or block out, say, 20, 30 minutes to breathe or meditate. And if, like, there's been times before now where I didn't give myself enough time doing it continually to form a habit out of it. So it was still so easy for me to drop out of it. And I did drop out of doing those things because I hadn't gotten into a habit of it. Do you know what I mean? Like I hadn't made it so that it was such a natural thing to do that if I didn't do it, I'd struggle more. And I found it, I didn't give it enough time to make it so that I found it easier to do it than to not do it. Um, and that's where I've gone wrong in the past and where I try to sort of, give myself that time now or give my and tell myself like if I feel that I'm wanting to not do something anymore be like well actually I've just not I've just not given enough time I've not given this habit loop like a fair chance mm -hmm. um so yeah I mean I think you need the why and you need the you know, you need the motivation that push at the beginning and then you just got to ride it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing that as well, that I think it's worth mentioning is it's easier to not do it alone. Um, like, mm. and what I mean by that, I'm sure people already know, but to kind of elaborate on that, some of the things where, that we have spoken about, you and I privately outside of this podcast, where we're talking about, oh, I want to do, I want to do X, Y, and Z, <laughs> which I won't get into, you know, that is also a form of habit formation because you being able to keep it in a close social circle and actually tell people like, whether it's breaking a bad habit or whether it's creating a good habit is pretty similar. I'd say that breaking bad habits generally tends to be harder than, than actually having a good habit. Um, Cause then you have to break the habit and then get into a good habit. It's the same as learning a, a bad way to squat. You have to unlearn how to, what you were doing when you were squatting. And then you then have to relearn how to do it correctly. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, for me, what's really helped is like sharing these, goals and stuff with with close friends um and also doing it with close friends like in in engaging you know so one of the things that i always say to you like, do your weekly check-in it seems such a simple thing but like me saying that to you just continue every week weekly check-in weekly check-in and eventually yeah. over a period of time right we're two weeks in now so we're two I'm weeks not, in i'm not giving strong. you that much credit <laughs> but uh you know but Another example is I, I 
enjoy going to the gym with them because sometimes I, as most people would do, they, they're like, oh, I, can't, I can't be bothered today. Even I have that. I've been weightlifting mm. for seven years. And you do this, this for point. a living. And I do it for a living. I, I, you know, I get paid to tell people to go to the gym. And yet I'm sometimes sat there, not necessarily being a hypocrite, but also saying, actually, you know what? I don't feel like going today, but actually it's helpful when, when M comes and trains with me or when I say to her, let's stretch for 15 minutes tonight, or she says that to me, you know, mm. you have that kind of accountability of someone else is now telling you, okay, we're going to stretch. Um, yeah. And yeah. It, it's very, very slow. And then eventually over a couple of weeks, you, it's almost like it's always been there, that habit, like brushing your teeth. Yeah. You know, you forget to brush your teeth once and you're like, shit, I haven't brushed my teeth today. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Know. And then... Curveball. Um, curveball, gone. Do you think that bad habits are easier to form than good habits? I think it depends what it is. I think yeah. it's definitely easier to be lazy for most people. Mm. Um, lazy in terms of, you know, not going to the gym or not drinking enough water, not eating three meals a day, not walking 5,000 steps, right? It's easier to just sit on the sofa. Yeah. Because yeah. it is for most people. It is much easier for us to just do the bare minimum. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason why is because evolutionarily, we have evolved to the point where we no longer need to walk five miles to hunt a freaking deer to survive. We can mm. literally walk five minutes down the road to Tesco Express and buy a meal deal. So everything is far. Well, look, you live in London. No, no, I don't. I don't here, it's different. <laughs> All right, you've got to drive half an hour to the nearest uh, whatever it is. Um, but again, that for you has taken you out of that comfort zone where you're almost now you're forced to have that habit because you've got no choice you either starve or you go and actually <laughs> eat proper food yeah i know it's very extreme but i yes is my answer is i think it's easier to form bad habits than it is to form good habits yeah. um depending but on I what think, it is i think as well um you often form bad habits without realizing mm. you know i went through a stage when um i just i didn't have to wake up that early anymore you know i didn't yeah. have to wake up at six to ride or seven to ride like i could wake up anytime basically and then just go and train yeah and so then i i started going like okay well if i don't need to like i'm not gonna wake up any earlier than i need to you know yeah um but then just found that it got later and later and mm. before I knew it, like I wasn't starting training till midday. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that I didn't want to. It was just, it became like I did it so much without, almost without realizing or not making a conscious decision to do it, but it just happened that it got to a point where it was far easier to like stay up the night before and then have a bit of a lie in and then go training and do the horses than it was yeah. to wake up early yeah you know e even though i knew it wasn't that good for me like it wasn't that productive it wasn't i wasn't getting the most out of training i wasn't getting the most out of the day in general you know yeah um yeah, but absolutely something as simple as that like you 
kind of don't realize you're doing it and then before you know it like you've fully formed this habit where it's much easier to do than to do it the proper way do you know what i mean yeah um and it's really interesting as well you're saying there's loads of different aspects to it one of them being doing it with other people like having a community um and i i think things like like smoking for example like i've always been more inclined to go for a smoke if i was out on a night out and we mm. go to the smoking area you know everyone else is having a smoke like it's yeah. such simple things that like we fall into um mm-hmm. and you know it, it relates back as well to james clear's book atomic habits of, of like the things that make habits work because you can you can sort of apply that to bad habits as well yeah absolutely like drinking smoking they can be very appealing you know given the right circumstances given the Mm -hmm. right the right club and the right Mm -hmm. smoking area and the right crowd of people like it would be much easier to do it than like light a cigarette than than not um yeah and again before you know it like you're smoking a pack a day and you can't get out of the habit yeah well exactly um exactly that like that is literally you know that that kind of james clear's habit loop or or the four stages however you've read it um at least that's my understanding of it in in his book um you know the perfect example for there you right you go cue craving response reward if you Mm. are trying to break a bad habit and you're a smoker then obviously your cue is the first thing is I need nicotine. So then, you know, then you smoke and the response is you feel better. And then the reward is like, oh, thank God, I, f- I feel much better. Same as coffee, right? I didn't used to be mm. a massive coffee drinker, but now I wake up Did you know? and then not really. And then like I well want- into coffee now. I love coffee now. Yeah, right? same. Um, you know, and then you want to feel alert, you drink a cup of coffee and then you feel satisfied because you've craved, you've, uh, satisfied your craving um but to get out of that you know perfect example like exactly what you just said um is and and i had a conversation with one of my friends who is a recovering addict um who i'm sure i don't even know if they listen to the podcast um but yeah he's been he was taking pain medication for quite a few years and it got pretty bad to the point where he took pain medication when he wasn't in pain because he just he didn't he didn't know any different it was a bad habit he just liked the feeling of well basically feeling numb essentially and um i've told the story of like the mcdonald's thing in in another podcast so if you right and and i just said to him i was like listen what what is making you can like not want to stop and he said it's there it's just there all the time. And I'm like, have you thought about just like hiding the tablets or giving them to someone and not taking them? That seems mm. like a really drastic step, especially, especially for someone who is an addict. And I would not advise that just like cold turkey. I don't think that that is, you know, I'm not an addiction counselor and I wouldn't be able to advise that. Um, and he yeah. was like, I, I can't do that. And I was like, right, well, how about you just take, you know, how many are you taking? He was like, I'm doing five a day. 
and I can't remember what it was. It was a bit stronger than like diclofenac. It was a very strong um, painkiller. Uh, and I was like, why don't you just start by taking four, do that for a couple of weeks and then you can take three and mm. then take two. And for me, like the idea was super simple. He would just do that, but it's always more difficult than that. It's not just a case of like, well, sometimes it's not just a case of doing less, but the point that I'm getting at is it slowly started to work. He also sought out counsel counseling which again is that reaching out to the social circle and basically identifying that you do have a problem which is a very important factor um because you can't be helped if you don't think that you have a problem Mm. which is one of the biggest things in a habit i realize i've gone down a massive dark rabbit hole here talking (laughs) about addiction Um, but i mean addiction boils down to and like we're not we're not scientists or experts in like physiological effects of habits, but like there's obviously the the brain wires in a certain way that when we form habits, like good or bad habits, then we need to do those things. Yeah. And physiologically, like our brain is told that we need to do those things. Um, And that's why it feels weird when we, you know, don't go to the gym for two weeks and we start feeling a bit anxious about not having been to the gym, you know? Yeah. That's why it feels weird when like, you know, I've got habits with say I'm at a competition, I've got certain routines and almost like rituals that I need to do. and And it's become so ingrained in such a habit that if I don't do it, I get a bit stressed and think I'm not going to do well. But anyway, it's a different bit of a different topic. But the same thing applies for bad habits, I think. And, yeah. you know, I, and I, I've never actually told you this before, but like I had a bit of an addiction, not re- like without knowing really, but like since I was, since I was like a teenager. Um, and I could tell you what it is later, but yeah. um, basically that that's not important, but you know, it was, it took ages, like years and years for me to realize that it was even a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got talking to some of my friends, like from back in school and some of that and found that quite a few people had the same, same problem, like the same addiction. And actually what we did and it goes back to like the importance of having people around you and having that kind of community and having some kind of accountability. What we did was we, we made this like shared Google doc. Yeah. And basically had a rule that, and, and we were all like really close friends, you know, yeah, like yeah. we could be completely open and honest. So, you know, I think that was the big part of it, but we made this Google doc and made it so that, Every time we, as it was relapsed, we'd have to log it into the Google Doc and put like the time and the place, you know, the date, time, place, and the reason why we think we relapsed. Right. And honestly, like that Google Doc worked wonders. I bet. Like, it was a miracle. And because then everyone would see, like everyone would, essentially get a notification that someone's 
added to the Google Doc. Yeah. And we'd go on and see it. And then we'd like talk to the talk to the guy and be like, oh look, you okay? Like, um, what what can we do differently next time, sort of thing. Um and at least for me personally, like that was really, really effective with me getting over this this habit. Um to the point now where like it's not even it doesn't even cross my mind which is crazy because like a couple of years ago it was it was always there do you know what i mean mm. um so it's crazy to think like when it just puts into perspective you know when something is such a constant and you feel like you need something the feeling is is quite overwhelming whether that's an addiction or or it's a good habit um whereas when you're out of that loop then mm -hmm. those feelings almost disappear yeah yeah absolutely i appreciate you sharing that story as well because i know sometimes you know we we can get personal in this podcast and sharing information <laughs> with people that we either don't know or we do know yeah like but again like we do this because i want to potentially try and help people if if they're going through the same thing um, I want to throw a little caveat into that. And this is something that we have spoken about, or at least if we haven't, then we likely will this year, which is creating an identity. Um, and in terms of identity, what I mean is I think that the hardest thing or the hardest reason why, um, people find it difficult to break habits is because they identify with that habit. Right. So what I mean by that is if you have someone who is who smokes cigarettes, they don't just smoke cigarettes. They are a smoker. That's mm. their identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the problem is, is it's so deeply rooted then in their identity that it concerns their beliefs, their worldviews, their self-image and their judgments about the whole habit itself. Mm. So before even worrying about your outcomes and your processes, you know, the way that you're going to change things and what you want that to do, right? Stop smoking. How are you going to do that? Stop smoking is the outcome process is how are you going to do that? The identity you first need to tell yourself is I don't want to be a smoker anymore. So you need to become the sort of person that identifies as not being a smoker or not being obese, right? Another one, which is a really common goal for people. Yeah. Yeah. Someone people say to me, it's really hard to get into the gym. And I know how hard it is because I started there. I wasn't yeah. always training four or five days a week. And I didn't always work in fitness. You were I loved always jacked and tanned. I was always jacked and tanned, you know. <laughs> and I'm not the sort of person that is ruled by motivation. I'm disciplined, mm. not motivated. Like, I'm just not motivated. I love training, but I love training because I'm disciplined with myself. And I'm disciplined enough to say, no, come on, Con, like, you need to go train today. Yeah. You know, and you want to go train today, don't you? Right. And that dialogue is actually, you know what? Yeah, I do want to go train today. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. But like, let's say, take the example, like you have people who want to go to the gym. You, the first thing mm. you need to do is stop identifying yourself with someone who doesn't go to the gym because you will always find it difficult to go to the gym. Yeah. Like, so identify yourself as someone who, who, yeah, I go to the gym, I train, right? Tell yourself, even if you, you haven't, right, yeah. Um, you know, it's that whole standing in the mirror and saying, like, you're smart, you're powerful, 
you know, whatever sort of thing, right? You say that three times and actually you start to believe it because you've told yourself that identity. Mm. And then you need a small win. Like you don't necessarily have to go to the gym to be physically active. So how can you, you know, what can you do to change that? Whether it be some people set the goal of, I want to be fit and healthy. Um, let's start with 50 push-ups. And they try and do 50 push-ups in one set. Like that's not going to work you know, because you've never trained before. So start small, start incredibly small. Don't start with 50 push-ups, start with five push-ups. If you can do five push-ups, maybe rest five minutes or even just do five push-ups every day for a week. Next week, you do six push-ups every day for a week, then seven, then eight. And it might seem agonizingly slow. But the thing is with this, like small habit it's almost so easy that you can't not do it yeah like yeah. and that's the point is it, it takes so much more willpower to be able to say i'm doing 50 push-ups some people can just flip that switch and go i know some people who could just flip that switch they've never been to the gym before and they're in the gym five days a week for the next year yeah. and i'm like how the hell do you do that i don't understand how they do that but they do you know, I mean, I'm kind of like that, like are you? a little just bit all or nothing, yeah. you know. Um, and whether it's the healthiest thing, I don't, I don't know. But you know, that's how I've always been. I need to either always eat super, super healthy, yeah, or at least like most of the time. You know, like obviously we go out for food still, but make it a conscious decision to like say like 80 90 percent of the time eat healthy and it's the same with you know what we we're saying what i was saying earlier with with the sleeping and the lying in versus you know when i decided i didn't want to do that i just started waking up earlier yeah um and then i was waking up at six and seven every day um but i i thought it was a really interesting point as well like you know making it a part of your identity and I think probably a big part of that is sort of, at least for me, like making your identity not based on what you do, mm -hmm. you know, not based on the fact that you smoke, not based on the fact that you drink, not based on the fact that you blah, 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 but based on like who you are, like what your values are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, whether that's, you know, you want to be your you your identity is as someone who works hard, um, who values hard work, who values being healthy, mm -hmm. who values, you know, being kind to other people, being a loving person, um, all of those things. And so then then you start picking things up and, and forming habits that mold around that and that feed into those values. Mm -hmm. um you know like you value being healthy you want to you want to be someone who's who's healthy and looks after themselves okay like what other things i can do the habits i can form to fit into that and to make me that person um and mm -hmm. yeah you know i another thing as well that i really agree with is the, the like you were saying like the small wins um, because I think I mentioned this, did we talk about this a little bit in the last episode? Like sort of last year when 
I was competing during the season and wasn't going so well sort of mid-season and you told me to just strip it down and just focus on well every every weekend competition just focus on each one as it comes and then focus on each day of training as it comes and have those small wins you know set those small targets each time and yeah and achieve them make like set yourself up for success set yourself up to achieve your targets and then before you know it like you're doing that all the time and you're hitting big wins and that's exactly what happened like in my competitions last year and yeah related to that like i feel like well i've been sort of thinking quite a bit about uh, how do i say like you know making it a habit to win or making a habit to perform well yeah and i think that's such an interesting field where like and i'm sure it applies to things outside of performance and outside of sports as well but you know like to make it so that it's not oh like i've gotten this score i've gotten say like a 35 you know eighty uh, percent that's a good day. You mm. need to make it so that getting a seventy five percent is a bad day a hundred percent you know um yeah, I, and how how you yeah. get there, I think a lot of it comes down to forming good habits around that that allow you to achieve that eighty mm-hmm. percent consistently, yeah, not just the one time and you're like, oh, it was a great day, yeah, absolutely and you actually touched on so many points there as well. Like the idea of the small wins, you know, um, Dave Brailsford, if, if anybody is into cycling, I'm sure most people who listen to this podcast might kind of know a little bit about Team Sky and how he came into GB cycling and Team Sky. And the idea was that it was marginable gains. So he wouldn't improve one thing 100%. He would improve 100 things by 1%, you know, changing the, the aerodynamics on the bike by 1%. Um whatever it might be. Uh, so definitely look up that because it's what's important is that you're not necessarily looking to do something amazing from the beginning, right? You're looking to do something amazing by the end, but you have to start small and gradually improve. And along your yeah. way, you'll find that actually your motivation and your discipline will improve because it's so easy and eventually it yeah. will get harder. So once it gets harder, what can you do? Let's take that example of trying to read a book the first thing that I did was, well, reading a whole book seems like a lot to do. So I started with 10 pages a day. That's pretty easy. It's like, what, five, 10 minutes of reading? I started with 10 minutes. And then eventually I would be reading for an hour, two hours at a time. And sometimes even days where I'm like, fuck, I can't read. Oh, oh I mean, I can read. I'm, you know, but I mean, <laughs> I, could, I don't have time to read. I haven't just forgotten how oh, to read. Oh, shit. Yeah, a book in Chinese I'm like I can't read (laughs) um you know I'd split it down so I'd be like okay well I've got 10 minutes here let's just read 10 minutes for today and be done with it right Mm. or I've got 10 minutes here and 10 minutes later on today so I'll just do 10 minutes in two different segments and so on so forth the same thing could be when you take that idea of doing uh, six push-ups, then seven push-ups, then eight, then nine, then ten. Eventually, you're going to get to a point where you're not going to be able to do, you know, however many push-ups in a set. Two hundred, so two hundred push-ups in one set. Split it down. 
right? So let's say you eventually get to doing 50 push-ups, but you're like, Jesus, this is hard. I can't do 50 push-ups in one set. Split it down, five sets of 10. There you go. Mm. And then you're still progressing. And you do two sets, you know, whatever it might be. You do five sets of 10 <clears throat> through the day and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. But the biggest point that you just made there, which I want to hone in on is this is i'm not sure if this is something that you taught me but it's something that i realized after speaking to you was come on never miss twice um never miss twice yeah so what i mean by that is those incremental gains you just spoke about mm. right you want to achieve 80 percent, but the first thing you need to do is get 75 percent consistently Mm. yeah and i love that idea because it's very similar to weightlifting where if i have someone that wants to snatch 100 kilos but they're missing 80 kilos every week the first step is to hit 80 kilos consistently so you never miss ever Mm. then you do 81 and 82 and 83 and blah, blah blah um but to kind of flip it on its head right someone who's coming into the gym and i have we have people like this all the time you just mentioned it about binge eating. You could go five days eating really well. And then on that sixth day, you eat like shit. And then as soon as you eat like shit, you think, oh, fuck it. Well, it's Saturday. Now I might as well eat like shit on Sunday as well. And then I'll just restart on Monday. That's yeah. the worst thought that you could have, in my opinion. And mm. what I mean by never miss twice is if you slip up, it's fine. It happens all the time. Just get back on track as quick as you can. Because yeah. then you'll find that those incremental gains and those habits are instilled better. I still have a pizza once a week, but at least I'm like, you know, I'm happy to admit that I don't care. Pizza's not bad for you, but pizza six days a week, <laughs> that's a very different story. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, you know, and and I learned that from you is like you you make mistakes and you commit errors. That's fine. Right. But and and you get you get off track. I sometimes miss a day or two in the week. But the difference is getting back on track quickly makes such a big difference to your long-term progress because it's less of a, you're not trying to be perfect or an all or nothing mentality. You're just, you're just chipping away week by week at little bits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I was like nodding my head when you were talking about that. Cause I was like, that's a really big thing for creating habits is. When you know, did you, um, when did you learn that from me? I or have like, no idea. That? Do you know what it was? I, I think it was when, because we had a lot of in-depth conversations when you were injured that first time when you fell off your horse and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. hurt your leg very badly. Because um, I had I nothing better to do. <laughs> you had nothing better to do, so you became <laughs> guess a I'll just go for Guess I'll just go for coffee with Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never miss a coffee date twice. Um, yeah, but... I don't really know what we were talking about, but it's, it, I don't even think it was like specifically about the topic. I just think as you were talking, I was just thinking and you said something <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't wandering off, but I was just, my mind was kind of whirring and I was just like, you know mm. what, actually, I, I don't think he realizes what he's just said, but it, the whole point of like, you know, I, th- I think what it is, which is jogging my mind is you came in and it was one of the first days that we were going to get you back into the gym to do some physio. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you were like, well, I've, I've got such a long way to go. And I'm like, yeah, but we have to at least start somewhere. 
right? Yeah. Like we can't just keep saying, oh, I'm never going to get back to where I am. Never, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because I remember we had these conversations and I hope you don't mind sharing, but it's horrible when you have an injuries like that. I've had the same when I tore my ACLs. Um, and I, that's what sparked it was, you know, the, the, the thing is, is like you could always compare yourself to what you used to be or where you want to be. But where you want to be. Yeah. What's important is where you are right now. And the first thing was for us to get in the gym and do that first physio session, get the ball rolling and mm. get back on track. That was it. It yeah. wasn't this whole big thing of, right, we're back in the gym. Let's go. It's just, nope, let's get on the bike 20, 30 minutes. We'll do a little bit of core work, a little bit of upper body stuff. And then, you know, we just create that created that habit again you know you yeah. start small. it goes back to step one you start small you incrementally increase as it gets harder you break it into chunks if we slip up yeah. you get back on track um yeah no 100 percent. and and it all kind of connects like you know we talk about like you say like those sessions at the gym when i had a broken leg and i was coming back um before i could even go to the gym like after I broke my leg, it was, that was when I was real bad mentally. Yeah. Um, and exactly that. I was thinking about where I was before I broke my leg in terms of training, in terms of riding, in terms of like what my plan was for the season competing. And I was thinking about like where I wanted to be. Um, I wanted to obviously be back in the gym, be back on the horse, like be yeah. walking. Um, and I felt so far and so distant from that end goal mm. that I was like, well, what's the fucking point? Like I lost lost yeah. sight of everything I was doing. So then what recentered me was like, okay, that's the end goal, but what's today's goal? Yeah. Today's goal is to get out of bed. Like today's goal is to step outside on my crutches for maybe five, 10 minutes to get some fresh air. I don't know about fresh, but like, you know, I lived in Elephant Castle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> step outside, get some air. Today's goal is to crutch into the kitchen and make myself a coffee without dropping it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and doing all those things, I guess, without knowing formed habits to do those things. Yep. And then those habits created, you know, positive outcomes that led to going to the gym like going back in the gym and doing physio doing sessions with you and yeah and recovering and then all those things that led to good outcomes um yeah and then the same with 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 competing and with performance and with my riding like when you said to me last year like break it down and stop looking at where you want it where you want those big results to be and just look at your results in training every day and look at your results at the competition um, every weekend. And and so that's exactly what I did. You know, I honed in on really sort of specific things that we did in training every day. Like today, I'm just going to really smash out my straight lines. Yeah. You know, like today I'm just going to really focus on being in the best position I can be. Like the best balance I can be. Uh, blah blah all those things without getting too technical but um then towards the end of the season like fuck, like the scores that i was getting it was just you know it, it would be equivalent to like 10 15 percent better than what i was getting at the start but it was just normal 
and I was like, I'd get those scores. I'd be like, yeah, like this is, I knew I was going to get it. You know, like it became, yeah. it became normal. It became a habit to get those results because of those habits that we formed in the process of doing that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's, that was like instrumental to it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Um, and the last thing um, that you mentioned without probably even realizing it is that you've just literally said the last thing that I want to say is just like you have to stick to a pace that you can sustain and be patient because ultimately yeah. it, it is one of the hardest things to do is, to, you know, when people say like patience is a virtue, right? Because and I hate that saying so much. I don't know why it just really irks me, but it's so it's because it's so true and it really hits home that like, even now I'm telling some of my lifters, like, listen, you've been lifting for a year, like be patient. It's going to come like, take it time, yeah. you know? And even now I'll be training and I'm like, say, I'll like throw my toys out the pram and, and I'm like, Oh, why is, why, why am I not getting any better or whatever it is? Everyone goes through those phases. Um, but I've really started to realize that like patience is everything. There is going to come mm. a time where the day will come where you can train hard, um, you know, or whatever it might be. Um, but the critical thing is just stick to a pace you can sustain. Um, yeah. And that's why when we started our physio, you know, we started super, super slow, super light. It was like six weeks, eight weeks back into you being able to load bear. And you were like, right, I can get yeah. back on the weights. I was already in contact with the physiotherapist and the physical therapist saying, Yushan's ready to go, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Even the sports doc. And they were like, yeah, I think he can load. And I'm like, okay, we'll give him another couple of weeks. But I was, oh, yeah, I was, I was clear with you as well. Right? I wasn't leaving yeah. you in the dark because the, the the worst thing that I had was when I was going through physio for my ACL, I had no idea what my recovery process would look like. I didn't care how long it took. I didn't care if it was six months, 12 months, 18 months. But what I wanted to know was like, what are we doing? And, you know, what incremental steps can we take so mm. that I can just continue to be patient and sustain what we're doing? Because at least then yeah. I'm actually able to go, okay, fair enough. Like we're going to stay here for three or four months and we'll see how things go. I'm happy with that because you've been clear with me and honest and I know where I stand. And I can be patient with that. It takes still yeah. takes a lot of skill to be patient, but at least then you you know, you have an idea. But you know what you're being patient about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's but, exactly it. And that comes back to habits as well. Like you, you need to be patient and you need to let it ride out. You need to give it enough time for the habit to form yeah but you have to know like why are you doing it yeah absolutely yeah and uh i now don't have anything else to add because the end i'm done <laughs> i'm done um no but that was really good i really enjoyed that I mean, yeah uh, and guys if some... you if you've got any kind of weird ways or quirky ways or just unique ways of how you uh, break bad habits or foster good habits, or if you need help, um, you know, we're not psychologists yet. 
uh oh quick cheeky little plug um yeah <laughs> but uh you know just um hopefully this this podcast helped hopefully this episode helped um if you want any more clarification on them remember you can get in touch with us uh on the spotify app i don't know if it's on any of the other apps but spotify definitely um, you can you can ask us questions now absolutely and uh we did put out a q a um for or uh what's it called ask you guys to ask us questions so we will be doing a q a soon yes i got a bunch of questions i got about have you 20 questions i'm gonna put one out on mine which is pretty good um and actually i was surprised at how many people who follow us on instagram you know listen to the podcast and actually got into that it was quite nice i was having some conversations obviously people were honest and they said oh i don't listen to it and so we got some good feedback for that as well. So thank you guys for that. If you are listening now, if you're a new listener or a returner listener, then thank you for the feedback. Uh, we're always looking to improve. Um, and uh, we are also looking at uh, potentially adding some kind of video format to this as well. But stay tuned. I need to start doing my makeup. Yeah, uh, I can't rely on this on this Zoom filter anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or wearing a t-shirt that looks like me, family guy. Oh, no. oh wow! Sorry, do you not think it looks like me? Yeah, it does. If yeah. I cover up this bit, if you had no eyes, yeah, no eyes. <laughs> anyway, don't say what you're thinking. We're going off topic, um, guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode ep- episode episode thirty seven. We appreciate you lending an ear. Um. Hope you got something out of it. We will catch you in the next one with a guest. Thank you so much for joining us into the unknown. Uh, If you want to connect with us and get in touch, you can find out more about me at Stoke Strength Systems on Instagram and Connor Lift Stuff for my business page. And you can find me at at yushan.su.eventing on Instagram. Yushan Sue Eventing on Facebook and SueYushanEventing.com And if you want to get a bit more engaged uh, with our community and you liked this episode, please like and subscribe. Uh, follow on, the, on, on Spotify and we'd also love to hear your thoughts on this episode's topics. So please drop them in the comments. Catch you next week.